give room for, for questions. Um, I've written a little bit about Gadara Pandit, of course, in the uh, last chapter of Sacred Preface, where we're dealing with the Panchatattva, and he is the one of the principal uh, figures, the Shakti Tattva of the Panchatattva. So some of you may be familiar with that. There I emphasized the importance of Gadadhar Pandit, even though it would appear from Chaitanya Charitamrita, which is the book that the text is commenting on, commenting on its Mangalacharnam, would appear overtly from the text that Gadadhar's position as envisioned by others prior to Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami was not um, wholly entertained by Kaviraj Goswami. And um, I dealt basically with that argument and gave reasoning as to why um, Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami has not fully come out with a um, explanation of Gadadhar Pandit as uh, as as the Radha, if you will, of, of Gorlila. Um, so some of you may be familiar with that. I've lectured on it as well. <clears throat> and um, in the context of making that uh, argument, of course, we were able to showcase Gadadhar Pandit as the real, in one sense, hero of, the unsung hero of of, of Gaudiya Vaishnavism, of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's descent, as much as he descended primarily for an internal reason, and that being to step into Radha's Bhav, which was dependent upon um, Radha facilitating that, who, who, which he did in the form of Gaudiya Pandit. So, of course, there's different ways to say who's the real hero of Gaudiya Nityananda was the hero for, for in terms of wide circulation and so forth. The weight is the hero in terms of calling for the advent of Mahaprabhu and being successful in, in inviting him to appear in the world and so forth. Um, but Gadadhar Pandit, for the reasons that I mentioned, which are uh, the most esoteric um, reasons. <clears throat> um, so... Aside from that, and maybe we'll touch on that uh, again going forward in the discussion today, um, we'll try to say a few other things about Gadadhar Pandit that can um, help us to understand another uh, complex, theologically complex person or divinity um, in, uh, in Gaudiya Vaishnavism. In our particular lineage, which we trace to Bhakti Mnod Thakur, not that the Thakur doesn't have a lineage that he himself is within, he does, but he is a very prominent person in that lineage. And um, so our, his most prominent follower on the world stage, Bhakti Siddhanta Sarsvati Thakur, who uh, very much dedicated his life to seeing the vision of Bhakti Mnod Thakur uh, that, it, that it was it was placed on the stage of the world religions. Uh, he did that to some extent, gave shape, as Sridhar Maharshi used to say, to the 
ideas of, of Bhakti Vinod to interface with the modern world and so forth um, and represent Gaudiya Vaishnavism therein. Um, um, so he, Bhakti Siddhanta Sarsatakura, as you know, um, told his followers to refer to their lineage as the, the family, the paribar, the, the, uh, the, the line coming from Bhaktivinoda Thakur. <clears throat> so it's uh, notable then uh, that uh, the founder, if you will, of the line or the prominent father, grandfather, great grandfather, I guess great great grandfather now, uh, uh, Thakur was himself a worshiper of Gorgadhar. He established deities of Gor and Gadadhar and worshiped them in Godrum. Godrum is one of the nine islands of, uh, of Navadweep. Uh, Dweep means island, Nava means nine here. So Godrum is one of them, and he had a house there. And from that house on the rooftop, he had a vision of uh, Mayapur, which is another, which is the, the center of the uh, nine islands. And um, his vision um, confirmed or uh, supported um, his academic, if you will, uh, research as to where, where was the original birthplace of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, which, which he wanted to establish. And uh, given that his vision was confirmed also by um, empiric, I want to say research, studying old maps and, and histories and so forth, as well by senior Vaishnavs like Jagannathas Babaji uh, and others, um, that's become the prominent um, um, understanding that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu appeared in Mayapur. And there in Mayapur, Bhaktivinoda Thakur desired to build a large temple commemorating the birthplace of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And relative to our point here, he established there the deities of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Vishnu Priya. Whereas, as I'm saying, in Godrum, another island, from which he envisioned that place, he had a vision um, at a distance, um, two nights in a row. There in Godrum, he personally worshipped Gaur Gadadhar. <clears throat> so Gaur and Gadadhar and Gaur and Vishnupriya. Vishnupriya, of course, is the uh, consort, wife of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. <clears throat> and Gadadhar is with his lifelong uh, friend. <clears throat> um, Bhaktivinoda Thakur established the deity of Gore and Vishnu Priya, I believe, in Mayapur because, um, again, this is the birthplace of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So in the home in which Chaitanya Mahaprabhu would have been born, um, Vishnu Priya would have ultimately uh, resided uh, with him uh, as his um, consort after their marriage which was uh, typical hmm, that the wife would uh, live in the house of her husband's family. 
So I think for, in consideration of that, he established the deities of Gaur Vishnu Priya. But he distinguished the worship of Gaur Vishnu Priya from the worship of Gaur Gadadhar by way of uh, reasoning that the worship of Gaur and Vishnu Priya was a was worship in what we call uh, Vaidimarg. Um, Vishnu Priya and Gore, therefore, were seen in a more reverential um, sense. Um, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was the Yuga avatar. Vishnu Priya, uh, as, as the Lakshmi uh, expansion uh, consort of his, uh, and so on. Whereas <clears throat> the worship of Gore Gadadhar, which he personally um, was um, involved in, uh, Bhakti Vinotakur uh, looked at that as worship of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in what we call the Rag, Ragmarg. So um, Vishnu Priya and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu then would, would um, that kind of worship would um, have a different result mm-hmm. than the worship of Gorgadadhar the latter of which corresponds with the, the Vrindavan pastoral bucolic leela of Krishna. <clears throat> the Bhagavatam so much uh, uh, centers on and, 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 and points to as the highest ideal of love. We call it Ragmar. Um, and um, of course, there, the, the center of Vrindavan is the love of Radha and Krishna. And so in Gore, we have Krishna, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Krishna himself. And if Krishna is to come to the world, then Radha must also come. So he's come, according to the early theologians, in the form of Gadadhar. So Gore and Gadadhar then is a synonymous internally with the worship of Radha and Krishna, which again corresponds with the ideal of Vrindavan in the Rag, the Rag Marg. <clears throat> so this was the personal um, worship of Bhakti Thakur, something that was not uh, interestingly followed by Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur. He did not establish deities of Gorgadhar, maybe in one place, I'm not sure, but for the most part, he established deities of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu standing next to Radha Krishna because he wanted to say to the world and make this point that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Radha and Krishna combined, properly understood. So that complicates things theologically because if, if Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Radha and Krishna combined, how can Gadadhar be Radha at the same time? So it's a, it's a, it's a again, theologically complex question. We have to go into it a little, little bit. Um, um, but basically, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Krishna trying to enter into the Bhav of Radha, trying to experience himself from her um, perspective, a very peculiar and uh, theologically interesting uh, idea. Radha and Krishna, of course, are, are one and different. That is our bed, abed, one and difference. The Shakti Man, the energetic, and the Shakti, the energy. They're one and they're different at the same time. And um, so 
Chaitanya Mahaprabhu coming with a view to look at himself, Krishna, I should say, coming, look at himself through the eyes and experience and feel himself through the feelings of Radha, which Krishna reasoned, uh, of course, was to see him as fully as one could, more than he could see himself from his own vantage point. It's uh, not uncommon for us to find that we look, for example, a little differently than we think we do. And we can get a more accurate perspective from the eyes of others who view us. Sometimes you may see a picture of yourself and say, well, that doesn't look like me. because You have a certain image of yourself. But other people say, no, yeah, that, that's you. You look fine. Yeah. So uh, it's uh, through one shakti, uh, we can know a person better than if we were not acquainted with his or her shakti. If a person, for example, by his or her shakti, writes books as an, and is an author, you know that about them, you become acquainted with their books or with their shakti, then you could become acquainted with them perhaps more fully than uh, had you just uh, not been acquainted with what they do. Everything that exists does something. So it has some shakti, some power, some energy. So Krishna coming to experience the mood of Radha and Radha coming along with him because she knows what that may do to him. It's uh, um, going to turn his world upside down. Therefore, it said sometimes that she was reluctant to give it to him. And sometimes he's therefore compared to a thief. He stole it. Um, he stole, we should say, into the night of Kali Yuga and covered his uh, dark complexion with a golden complexion like hers. Hmm. Um, but sometimes, well, thieves don't always get away with it, with their, with their uh, attempts at, uh, at thievery. So she and her detectives, you know, they, they followed after him, so to speak. They, they found him and they forgave him, and, uh, so to speak. Gadara Rod in the form of Gadara forgave him for uh, trying to steal the Bhavan and, um, and understood his ambition, approved of it in another sense, but wanted to be there in order to see that he would be successful and that it would happen in a, in a, in a gradual way. And um, so Gadadhar is, is somewhat, of a, somewhat of a teacher of, of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He worships uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. That's true. I should mention, um, as a worshiper of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and being the Radha of Gorlila, some persons have taken that to mean that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, because he is Krishna, he can be worshipped like Krishna is worshipped by the gopis. After all, Gadadhar is Radha. She's the, the principal gopi. And Gadadhar is worshipping Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. 
Therefore, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu can be is, can be worshipped like Krishna is worshipped in Gopi Bhava. Hmm? This is a, there's a, a, a very small sect um, that developed in the early period of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's descent and thereafter that pursue this line of reasoning and their entry, their entry there, if you will, it's called Gornagarbhav or there are other forms of it, Nadia Nagarbhav. There are maybe two or three different um, versions of it, but it's basically centered on this idea that because Krishna is, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Krishna and Radha is, Radha is Radha and Radha is worshiping Krishna, we can also worship Krishna as uh, Ingopi Bhav. Um, but um, Bhaktivinoda Thakur in his Jayavadharma, perhaps in other places as well, was um, very clear to say that despite the fact that he worshipped Gorgadhar, that idea that the worship of Gorgadhar kind of gives maybe some credence to, and then from there it's, it's, the idea is taken and developed, he said, this is, will um, impair one's um, success in the path of, of bhajan, of esoteric worship. Um, and, and he made the point, you should never consider Chaitanya Mahaprabhu a, a parakya hero. A, 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 uh, he's Krishna, but he's in a different mood now. He's not in the mood of accepting worship as a gopi, by gopis in romantic love. He's in the mood of um, sharing, experiencing, and as an overflow, sharing gopis' love for Krishna with others. So he should be served in a particular way, such that by that, one's prospect of entering into romantic love with Krishna, if that's one's ideal, um, uh, in that pursuit, one will be successful. So the way that you will worship him will be different than the worship worship Krishna, not in Gopi Bhav. Hmm? When, nonetheless, with the ideal to attain Gopi Bhav in relation to Krishna. So it's a little complex, but um, but um, Bhaktivinoda Thakur, a worshiper of Gorgadhar, is 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 quick to make this uh, point hmm? and differentiate his worship. So we look at the worship of Gorgadhar on the part of Bhaktivinoda Thakur as the example for us to follow if we are pursuing this Madhurya Bhava or romantic love uh, for Krishna. <clears throat> so um, then I guess the question arises, what is the mood of Gadadha? How, how does he worship Chaitanya Mahaprabhu? Hmm. Well, um, um, a little history of Gadadha may be of, uh, of uh, interest. Um, he, of course, was a fast uh, friend and classmate of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. They were basically the same age. They were both from Brahmin families. Um, but Gadadhar Pandit was a Vaishnav from his very um, birth. And learned learn Vaishnav, after all, Gadadhar is often referred to as Gadadhar Pandit, Pandit being um, a um, recognition of his, uh, his, his scholarship. And it was scholarship I should say, within Vaishnavism, not scholarship just for its own sake. So he was a Vaishnav scholar. And before Chaitanya Mahaprabhu manifested himself 
as a Vaishnav. As you know, he toyed with the Vaishnavas in the community, debated with them in school and so on and so forth. And, and uh, Gadara did not escape his uh, debating um, penchant and um, found himself in such circumstances where Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, hey, you're a pundit, you're learning, let us debate. He found himself feeling very uncomfortable in that, uh, that situation. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was, was amused by that. In due course, of course, of, as we know, however, uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu went to, went to East Bengal and there he was initiated by Ishwar Puri. Ishwar Puri had come to Navadweep earlier. He had been hosted in the house of Sachi and by the invite of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And um, um, he taught uh, his book, Krishna Lilamrita, to Gadadhar Pandit. He found Gadadhar Pandit, um, in Gadadhar Pandit, a very receptive uh, young uh, Vaishnava. Um, at that time, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was not yet showing his Leela as a Vaishnava, but when he returned from Bengal, of course, then he was a Vaishnava par excellence. And um, it was Sriman Pandit, another associate of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who, who I think first experienced the return of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and, 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 and then circulated the news that something very extraordinary has happened. The person whom we all love, but don't say that we do, we argue with him. We, we think he's wasting his life with his academics and uh, scholarship just for the pedantry and so forth. Um, this Vishwam Barmishra has become a Vaishnava. Hmm? So now we have him on, on, on our side, so to speak, uh, and in our efforts to, to spread the Dharma of the age and so on. So when, when Srimad Pandit saw, witnessed Chaitanya Mahaprabhu returning from Bengal, he, from East Bengal, he went and began to circulate the news. That time, Karadhar Pandit, I think maybe Shuklamba Brahmachari and others, were picking flowers for worshiping the deity at Suklambar's house and Shriman Pandit came and told the news. They were absolutely startled to hear this. And, and the news further was that he was coming, he asked the devotees to assemble at Suklambar's house. So he wanted to speak to them himself, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So Karadhar Pandit at that time, he hid in a, hid in a closet hmm. uh, uh, for reasons of his own, um, maybe he thought it was a ruse and he would again be abused by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's uh, pension for debating and so forth. But when Mahaprabhu came and Kirtan was performed and he wept and passed out and, and um, in trance spoke out about um, his uh, love for Krishna, Ganada Pandit fainted on the scene and then he had to be uh, found out in the closet, <laughs> the door opened, and uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu expressed his great pleasure at the, uh, at the lifelong devotion of Gadadhar Pandit. They had been friends, but they had been not on the same page entirely. And now, um, all that they had in common otherwise as being of the same age, um, being from Brahmin families, being learned, and so forth. Now, the further peace, of, of, uh, of their friendship was, was in place, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, like Gadadhar Pandit, was a Vaishnava. Hmm? So from that day, they became inseparable. Hmm? 
Gadadhar Pandit was inseparable from Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Um, and that would have been the case regardless, but a famous incident also occurred that's recorded in Chaitanya Bhagavat that sealed that, um, that uh, friendship and inseparability between the two. The incident is famous, one in which, one which many of you may be familiar with, but Chaitanya Mahaprabhu sitting with Gadadhar Pandit suddenly began to call out, where is Krishna, where is Krishna? Hmm? And feeling viraha, separation from Krishna. And in, in an attempt to pacify him, Gadadhar Pandit said, calm down, Krishna is in your heart. Hmm? And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, that just drove Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to further extremes of transcendental madness. And he began to tear at his chest hmm? to get into his heart to find Krishna. This is real rag marg uh, devotion. If you want to know what eagerness is for loving Krishna, that is uh, that the Braj Lila, our ideal, is characterized by, by here is a very good um, example. He was in a position to harm himself hmm? Um, and proceeding along those lines at the thought that Krishna was in his heart in, in the literal sense that he, that, he, that he took it. Of course, Krishna is said to be in the heart of every living being. Um, um, yeah, but there is a figurative sense in which he's described to be there for the purpose of giving us a, a focus for meditation. Hmm. Um, so at any rate, he began to tear apart his chest. And Gadadhar, of course, saved him from that and was able to calm him down. And this was um, in the home of Sachi, so it, it, was, it was, came to her attention. And as I say, she sealed the case for the inseparability of Gore and Gadadhar and the Leela by mandating um, that Gadadhar always stay with her son, who was at this time still named Vishbambar, he had not uh, taken sannyas and become Sri Krishna Chaitanya, always stay with him and protect him from himself. So, such is the case. Um, uh, the two, Gaur and Gadadhar, they were inseparable. They, uh, in Murari um, Gupta's biographical uh, sketch of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, the earliest of the um, um, sacred biographical renderings of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's life. Gadadhar Pandit is very, um, I would say very uh, beautifully described by uh, Murari in terms of his intimate relationship with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. They would sleep together hmm? um, and Gadadhar would make garlands for him. They would walk hand in hand and so forth. This is an interesting uh, thing in, its, in itself. Um, um, because, I, and I recently uh, saw an article on this that, that comes to mind. It's not uncommon today to see um, uh, boys and young men in India walking hand in hand. Hmm? It's very uncommon in the Western world. And if you see two young men walking hand in hand, it immediately gives rise to homoerotic sensibilities and the idea that, that, they're, that they're a gay couple. Hmm? 
Um, so if you go to India, you can think there's a lot of gay people here, uh, a lot of gay men, because it's quite common for them to walk uh, hand in hand. This fellow had written the article was a photographer. And so he did a fo photographic kind of article on that, showing many instances of young Indian men holding hands. And so he interviewed some of them. And one of the uh, questions, um, which is very direct, you know, why are you, why are you holding hands as two, two men? You know, what's, what's behind this? And incredulously, they responded as if, what are you, nuts? We're friends. Is it, you need an explanation? <laughs> We're friends. We're best friends. Once I was um, visiting a temple of another institution, a Godi institution, and um, um, some of the brahmacharis, the celibates, were, who were the, the monastics of the temple, they were sleeping on the roof. So a, a sannyasi visiting the temple went up on the roof to, who was from the West, from, from the United States, went to wake up devotees in the morning for the Mongol Arctic. And he came running down the stairs at a certain point. He was all alarmed because he found in one sleeping bag or one blanket, two brahmacharis. One of them was the, was the, was the pujari who did the, the, the ritual worship. And so he thought they were having a homoerotic uh, affair on the roof, which would have been uh, in that institution uh, uh, a problem. Any institution, of, obviously, if you're celibates, you're supposed to be celibates. Uh, and so he ran down the stairs to alarm the rest of the devotees, the, the president of the temple and so forth, that this is going on, you know, this kind of cheating is going on. This is, it should be exposed. And they, they, they gave him an ear, like, because he was so, like, concerned. And then they, when he found out what the problem was, they started, they, the Indians uh, in charge of the temple, Indian devotees, they, they all began to laugh. They said, oh, no, 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 they're friends. They're best friends. It's nothing like that. Yeah. So, <laughs> so this is, uh, uh, I think, very, very beautiful. And uh, it's, 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 it's interesting, of course, how different cultures will view um, some things as alarming and other things, and, and the other culture, the same thing as, as charming, if you will. So we'll side with the charming side of, of this particular cultural um, sensibility as much as, for example, it corresponds with the life of friends in Vrindavan. In Vrindavan, what is, uh, well, in Vrindavan, we have um, friendship, of course, um, that pervades the entire um, Leela, because uh, friendship is um, sometimes combined with parental love, sometimes it's combined with servile love, Sometimes it is um, mixed with um, romantic love. And so it touches all these corners and sometimes it's unto itself. Hmm? Um, and uh, it's of course uh, uh, common place for Krishna to be holding hands with his friends. A typical uh, picture of Krishna with Subal uh, resting on his shoulder, 
or Krishna resting on the shoulder of, of, of Subal. It's a classical um, uh, window, if you will, into uh, Sakirasa. So the, the intimacy in Pranay of friendship um, is something that we, is kind of the Indian culture, even in the secular sense, uh, uh, is, is we could consider an, an overflow of. So Karada had this kind of intimate relationship with, with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as not so much a friend, but as a servant. So now the question will come, well, if he's a servant in Dasyabhav, how, where are the friendship? So now we return for a moment from Nadia in the relationship between Gore and Garadhar uh, to back to Vrindavan and not to Sakiras, but to Dasiras. Because in Dasiras and Vrindavan, Shiva Goswami has explained in his commentary in Bhaktivarasamrita Sindhu that the Dasiras, the servile love of Krishna, which is different than the servile love in Vaikuntha to Narayan, which is full of awe and reverence. Um, but it, it, for example, in Nandamaja's house, there are servants. He's the king of the cowherds. So there, there, there's a servant uh, group um, who uh, this is their uh, nature and occupation and so forth. Um, so there's still intimacy within the sake. It's not there in awe and reverence of Krishna, but they have servile type of duties, carrying his shoes. They're involved in dressing him typically in, in the morning or assisting in the dressing, bringing different things to, would you like to wear this? Would you like to wear that? And so forth, uh, to the son of the cowherd, to the prince, the son of the cowherd king, Nanda Maharaj. But these servants, Jiva Goswami makes the point, is that their, their dasya bhava, their prem, their love and servile um, uh, disposition, it rises to sneha, prem, sneha, and rag. And when it touches what we call rag, Mm-hmm. then it becomes influenced by Sakya. So he says, practically speaking, the entirety of the Braj servile sentiment is touched by Sakya. He gives the example of Raktak, a very famous, famous uh, servant of Krishna in Braj. So when we turn now back to Gauralila, where um, Bhaktivinoda conceived of the devotees of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to be in Dasyabhav for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Dasyabhav. He is, after all, the macrocosmic guru of the Sampradaya, the lineage, because he is Krishna in his Acharya Leela. So he's the Acharya. He's the founder of um, his Sampradaya that has many, many streams, if you will, flowing from it. Um, ours, again, being the Bhaktivinoda Paribar. So he and Nityananda Prabhu both, they are the macrocosmic uh, expressions of the Guru Tattva that microcosmic when it comes to us within the, within the lineage, you know, um, coming down and we're, uh, uh, we meet a particular member, take our initiation and, and, and so forth. Um, so how will we serve the guru, the acharya, that is in, 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 in Dasya. Hmm. Uh, like a student serves uh, the teacher. It lacks intimacy. Hmm. Um, but it can border on friendship. Hmm. If it goes beyond that, then it becomes problematic. You have to report it. <laughs> but it, it, you can bring an apple. You know, there's ways to please. It used to be that anyway. Uh, the teacher. 
and uh, and if you do well in school and you, you can you know a, a very um, adept student, very interested in the subject, well, uh, uh, then the servile mood can can be tinged by by friendship or a chauffeur. A chauffeur as picks up his his uh, um, his um, the rich man that he serves in limousine and off they drive from the airport. And at some point the rich man says, what do you think, uh, Joe? Um, what should I invest in? Hmm? And so he, from his side, he opens up to, for some um, intimacy. I don't know, sir. That's not my field. But you? So, so there's a possibility, I want to say, for there to be some touch of friendship within servitude, especially in Braj, and that's the case. And so that's how we would look then at the Dasyabhav of devotees like Gadadhar Pandit in Gaur Lila. Mm-hmm. So he is in a servile mood towards Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu manifests himself, not only as an extraordinary Vaishnava, but to such a measure uh, was his praying. And, and in the context of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's experience of Prem, it, its distribution occurred in a very extraordinary way. In other words, to have the measure of the Prem that he had was like unfathomable, it was oceanic. He was tasting what the Goswamis have identified as, as Mahabhav. So this was very extraordinary. And then, as I say, beyond that, the way in which he distributed just by looking at someone, they would get it. Just by glancing at them, they, they, they could be transformed. And the devotees were witnessing this. So they, they began to think, you know, he, he's a devotee, but maybe he's Krishna himself. Rupa Goswami said, Krishna Prema Pradayate. He's giving out Krishna Prema. No other avatar. If he's divine, well, he can't be any other avatar because no other avatar could give Krishna Prema. Krishna has Krishna Prema. Or he, he has Prema Madhurya. Mm-hmm. he's surrounded by he has that quality so he can give it out so maybe he's even Krishna so they were flashing between he's, he's our leader in this world to worship Krishna maybe he is Krishna mm-hmm. so of course Gadara Pandit knew, knew the whole the whole truth of the matter right um, found himself Radha found herself now another Leela so intimately associated with, uh, with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu um, throughout their, their life, and Gadadhar worshipped him, we would say, in Dasibhav, tinged with friendship, externally in his form as Gadadhar. Gadadhar here represents the form of a sadaka. The leela of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is one in which siddhas, perfected devotees, are now playing the role of practicing devotees. So they have perfected, if you will, practicing bodies, practicing devotee bodies. So they go through, they do all the things that we do, but they, but, but the furthest reach of what could happen to anybody by execution of any anga of bhakti, hearing, chanting, happens to them every time. Mm-hmm. Fascinating Leela. So, um, uh, uh, so Gadadhar Pandit and, uh, uh, he worshipped Chaitanya Mahaprabhu 
in Dasyabhav, bordering on Sakya, externally, in his Sadaka Deya. This is Radha now, worshiping Krishna, who's in another form, right? And in that form, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is trying to enter into the Bhav of Radha. And there Gadadhar is in Dasyabhav, trying to help him. Hmm? Trying to help him. Internally, of course, Gadadhar is Radha. Hmm? And internally, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Krishna, and Krishna, again, trying to taste the bhav of Radha. So in the mood of a servant, bordering on friendship, Gadadha Pandit is trying to help Chaitanya Mahaprabhu enter into his ideal. And we find, for that matter, Gadadha Pandit expressing throughout the Leela, in Vrindavan and all the way to Puri, where he accompanied Mahaprabhu when he went and took sannyas, we find Gadadhar Pandit in a, in, a, in a submissive mood. Radha, as you know, is not a submissive lover. She's a dominant lover, and her dominant, predominating love that dominates her, the, the, the object of her love, um, that object of love is what we call the dear Lalita Krishna, the most charming form of Krishna, corresponds with, with Radha's dominant persona and uh, emotions. She's referred to, uh, in a broad sense, as a, as a, as a left-wing, Bhav, rather than a right-wing, Dakshin Bhav. Dakshin Bhav is a submissive Bhav, which is characteristic of Rukmini. Radha's Bhav is... Is, which was this very submissive love for Krishna in Dwarka. Radha's bhav, predominant bhav, that she's kind of defined, best known by, is, um, is, uh, is, 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 is the left wing. So she's, a, she's pouting, she's uh, becoming angry at, at Krishna, uh, dismissing him and uh, avoiding him at times and, and so forth in the context of love love play and so forth of, of the Leela. Um, but um, it's not, um, Radha, of course, it personifies, the, she's the embodiment of all of the 360-some hero, heroines in Indian aesthetics. Uh, there's the heroes and the heroines, and uh, the uh, aestheticians have divided the heroes, I think, into 93 or 92 and and the types of heroes and 365, I think, uh, types, one for every day, types of heroines. So we find in Vrindavan is so many different gopis, they embody different emotions of Radha, who is the embodiment of all of those emotions. Her dominant emotive expression is one of this Vamya, a left-wing Gopi, a dominant lover, to, to speak about it in just a broad sense. Um, but that doesn't mean that, that sometimes she might, she doesn't mean she's not able at times to show another bhav, even the opposite, the dakshin bhav. It's rare, but it happens. We call this bhavaviparyai, means a contradictory bhav from what is her prominent, dominant uh, uh, nature. So, um, I think in um, Kavi Karnapur's text um, in which he describes the, the eightfold 
um, daily lila of of Krishna. He um, at one point finds uh, Radha in that mood of Rukmini. Sometimes her dominant mood can get to be too much, and, and then it, it creates a, 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 a negative kind of reaction rather than a desired reaction. So she has to change and it becomes submissive. So, um, so it, it, it's one of the moods of Radha, let us say. It's very much personified in her expansion as Rukmini, who is the principal consort of Krishna in Dwaraka. And so what we find in Ganadar Pandit is, uh, is although he's Radha, he's very much in a submissive mood throughout the whole Leela. Indeed, in Jagannath Puri, where he followed uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Gadadhar Pandit was one of, I think, four or five devotees who uh, Mahaprabhu sent word to that he was going to take sannyas and on that particular day. And Gadadhar and Haridas were both, according to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, sleeping with, uh, next to or nearby Chaitanya Mahaprabhu on the night that he got up early, early in, in the morning, in darkness, to go to Katwa to meet Keshila Bharati and take Sanyas Gadadha wanted him to go. Mahaprabhu did not allow him to, but he, 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 he allowed him to know, Gadadha to know where he would be. And Gadadha, of course, went there with a few others, Mukunda and others. And so they, they were there for the Sanyas ceremony of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And they followed him, of course, to Puri um, as well. And um, relative to our point in Chaitanya Charitamrita, in Jagannath Puri, the Krishna Kaviraj Goswami um, uh, characterizes um, Gadadhar Pandit in this way, to be in a mood like that of Rukmini. This was relative to a particular Leela, but really if we look carefully, it's pretty much plays out throughout the whole Leela. The Leela in Puri was that Balabhacharya, who was uh, a little, not a Godia, but he had affection for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, respect for him. Um, he had said some things that, uh, that were not uh, pleasing to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And so, um, however much serious, however seriously he displeased Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, um, may not be very much because he was a great devotee. But Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's devotees had so much devotion for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu that they took a little displeasure on the part of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in relation to Balaba to be enough to say, I want nothing to do with Balaba. So they would have nothing to do with Balabacharya. Hmm? Uh, we, we like to think that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu had great regard for Balaba. Ultimately, he, 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 in Bhakti Ratnakarach explained that he told him to start his own, his own Sampradaya or be a prominent member in the Vishnu uh, Swami lineage in the contemporary times of himself, um, times of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Balaba. So, um, uh, and Rupa Goswami also speaks. Um, uh, affectionately about the, the Balaba Sampradaya uh, in his Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu. Uh, but 
at this point, at least Krishna Das Goswami, Kavakavash Goswami, depicts the devotees of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, not wanting to have anything to do with Balabha because in some way he displeased Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. But Gadadhar Pandit's nature was so, so submissive that Balabha was able to force himself, so to speak, on uh, to um, Gadadhar Pandit. Hmm? And by way of asking him for initiation into the mantra for the worship of Radha and Krishna. And Gadara Pandit could not resist the pressure of Balava, gave him initiation, and then he thought, oh, now what have I done? I've, I've dis- must have displeased Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came there, and he very much showed this mood of Rukmini. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was, very, of course, very pleased with him. Um, later, it said, um, or perhaps it's related in Chaitanya Bhagavat, that that Balabachar, that excuse me, that that Gadadharpanit was concerned that he had given the mantra to someone, and perhaps he shouldn't have done it, and therefore, when he was chanting the mantra, he was was not getting any had getting any effect. So he approached Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and said, I, you know, I think I've made an offense to the mantra. Could I hear the mantra again from you? Hmm? Originally, he had heard it from Pundarik Vidyaniti. Mahaprabhu said, no, you should, Pundarik is still present in the world. You should hear it from him. And, but Gadadha said, but I, but I need to hear it now. And Gadadha, and Mahaprabhu said, well, he's coming now. He will be here shortly. The next day he, he arrives and repeated the mantra to him again. Um, so this is just, again, characterizing the submissiveness of uh, Gadadhar Pandit, which Krishnas Kaviraj explicitly refers to as the mood of Rukmini. So what we're saying, in a sense, is that while Gadadhar is worshipping Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in Dasibhav, internally he is Radha worshipping Krishna, who's trying to enter into the Vamyabhav of Radha, and so he takes the position of he vacates that, so to speak, and takes the position of the Dakshin Bhav, submissive lover, and tries to assist Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in his ideal. Um, we're taken back for a moment here. The thought comes of, of the role of uh, Pundarik Vidyaniti, who again gave initiation to Gadadhar Pandit, that um, um, we talked about here re-giving it, so to speak, at Gadadhar's request with the approval of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. But he originally gave it in Navadweep. And um, on that occasion, um, Mukunda, who was also a fast friend of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, took Gadadhar Pandit to meet um, uh, Pundarik Vidyaniti by way of telling him that a great Vaishnava is in the vicinity, we should go and see him. And so, you know the story, perhaps many of you, but um, when Gadadhar Pandit saw Pandurik Vidyanidhi, he seemed to be a worldly person by the way he was um, conducting himself, which serves to inform us uh, through the Leela that the conduct, conduct of a Vaishnava may be difficult to understand. He may act like an ordinary person but in, by being involved in worldly things, but his or her motive is only to serve Krishna through those things. Mm-hmm. May look externally like an ordinary person, but what's going on in the heart is another thing. 
So this was the case with Gadadhar Pandit, but he very much looked like a worldly person. And so Gadadhar Pandit in his mind thought, hmm, it doesn't look like an exalted Vaishnava to me. And Mukunda could understand the mind of Gadadhar Pandit, so he began to sing uh, songs, verses, quote verses, in praise of Krishna. And in particular, he, he quoted a verse from the Bhagavatam, um, spoken by Uddhava, speaking about the extraordinarily merciful disposition of Krishna, who was approached by Putana, the witch, with a desire to kill him in his infancy. And he dealt with her by way of giving her a form of Bhav, parental love in eternity. So he makes the case, who in his right mind would not worship Krishna? Hmm? So Gadada Mukunda quoted such verses. Um, and Pundarik, of course, in the Leela, he is Radharani's father in Krishna Leela, Rishabhana Maharaj. So Rishabhana Maharaj is coming as Pundarik, Radha is coming as Gadadhar. Now, by the arrangement of Mukunda, their meeting in a new Leela is taking place, and Pundarik, as we'll see, will become the become the guru, initiating guru of Gadadhar Pandit. Because when Mukunda quoted this verse, uh, speaking about the, really, uh, the, not only the mercy, merciful disposition of Krishna, but also a lila concerning his infancy and Putana. Um, for Vrishabhanu Maharaj, this would be a very, this is a very extraordinary lila. According to Bidagda, uh, what, Lita Madhava, Rupa Goswami, of course, uh, Radharani had been also you know, childhood and Chandravali kidnapped by, by, um, by Putana and uh, saved by chance and so on and so forth. So anyway, Pundarik hearing this, he fell down off of his asana and all of the things that he was surrounded by, which were things that materialists would surround him by, the opulence and whatnot that uh, was all in place, he just kicked it and thrashed it and was totally, obviously, uninterested in it in any way, shape, or form. It had no real meaning or value unto itself for him. And God upon it was this very smart boy, so he could see that, he could understand. He has no, he's surrounded by all this, but he has absolutely no interest in there. They have no bearing on his life really whatsoever. And he's raging within with this kind of praying for Krishna. For hours and hours, he was in a trance. So Gadadhar Pandit thought, in my mind, I have made an offense. Now, this is an interesting point because we can make an offense to a Vaishnava in our mind. We could make an offense verbally, or we could make an offense physically by, by assaulting them, for example. And the way to remedy the offense corresponds with the way in which we commit the offense. So if we commit an offense in the mind, then we'll have to, we can remedy it in the mind. If we can commit an offense verbally, we can remedy it verbally. And if we commit offense physically, well, we, should, uh, we, should, we should then give our body over to that Vaishnav, hmm? take shelter of him, become his uh, servant. And then of course, if we, we may offend a, 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 a neophyte Vaishnav, we may offend an intermediate Vaishnav, or we may offend a superlative. So if we were to offend a superlative Vaishnav physically, then you would have the worst combination. But if you were to offend a neophyte Vaishnav mentally, you would have the least 
combination to would equal an, an offense. Hmm? So the offense would be considerably less. In the case of Gerardo Pandit, he, he offended only mentally, which is the least way, but he did offend a superlative Vaishnav. So he took the matter very seriously and took a remedy that would be appropriate for someone who had offended, in this case, Bundarik Bhaginiti physically. In other words, he sought to become the disciple and put himself at the disposal of Pundarik Bhaginiti. And with that, he got the blessing of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Garada Pandit. And, and, and Pundarik thought, oh, today I've got a very, very qualified um, disciple. Hmm. So Garada Pandit, um, in this way, was uh, an initiated disciple of Pundarik Bhaginiti. And again, he got initiated by him the second time, so to speak, or he got the power of the mantra renewed by hearing it again um, from Pundarik Bhaginiti uh, in Jagannath Puri, where he had gone uh, with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was, um, after taking sannyas, uh, seeking to go to Vrindavan, but um, um, by the uh, wisdom of his mother, Sachi, at the house of Advaita, it was uh, determined that he could reside in Puri, which would be similar to residing in Vrindavan, but close, much closer to Navadvip, so devotees could hear news about him and they could come there for, for example, the rainy, rainy season and, and, uh, and the, uh, take part in the Rathiatra and so forth. So when it became um, sealed that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu would reside in Puri, then Garada Pandit made a resolve to, to, to live in Puri. He took what's called Chaitra Sanyas, a vow to renounce um, and live only in, 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 in a holy place, Sri Chaitra, Jagannath Puri. But his love for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was such that when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu left Puri to try to visit Vrindavan, then Garada Pandit followed him and he stepped beyond the physical boundaries of Puri and broke his vow in order to remain with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu for social purposes and preaching purposes, so you have to go back. It'll ruin my reputation. I've taken sannyas as a ploy to get people's attention that they might take advantage of what, who I am, what I have to give. And if people are breaking their vows, serious vows like you've taken in the name of following me, then people won't take me seriously. So he sent Kadadar back. There in Puri, um, of course, uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu gave the pound, I think in the sand, with his own hands, a deity of Todagopinath, and he could not worship the deity himself. Because when he tried to offer the dress, the shoes, the offering, he would weep and, and it would become ruined and he had to get a new one and he would, he would faint. And, and so he couldn't carry out the worship, the puja hmm, of the deity. So he gave that worship to Gadara Pandit. Hmm? And there Gadara Pandit resided at the Toda Gopinath temple. Um, it's said, I think at a certain point that the, that Gadara was old and he couldn't, I think he couldn't stand for the worship. And so, he came in one day and there was, Gopinath was kneeling and there was a crack in his knee. 
that said that when Gadara left the world, he entered that hole, that crack, ended in Todagopinath deity disappearing from the world. <laughs> but from there in Todagopinath, as he would do in Navadweep also, Gadara Pandit was the pundit hmm, teaching Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. In this instance, that I'm referring to by way of reciting the Bhagavatam. So he is the greatest Bhagavatam speaker. Hmm? Sukadeva would like to come and hear the recital of Karadhar Pandit. And interestingly, in Chaitanya Bhagavad, it's mentioned that repeatedly, hmm, uh, hundreds of times, he would recite from the Dhruva Maharaj, I believe, fourth canto, and Shringa. Prahlad Charit, chapter of the seven, chapters of the seventh canto of the Bhagavatam to Mahaprabhu, which are not Ragmarg chapters, but Vrindavan Das says hundreds of times he would hear that and weep and weep and cause all the members of the audience to weep. So it's an instance of speaking about the higher thing, lower, thor, lower side of bhakti in the highest way you can imagine. Mm-hmm. Somebody once asked me that, how did Sridhar speak about the highest topics without people who weren't so qualified, maybe didn't understand, wouldn't understand them properly, without that becoming a problem in terms of their repeating it and misrepresenting. And I said, well, he only talked about the highest topics, very esoteric um, um, topics a little bit, but he did more by way of talking about the lowest topics in the highest way. Hmm? It would make you weep. Hmm? why I'm not doing such a basic thing, why I'm not seeing such a basic thing as the big thing that it is and giving the attention there that's, that's due that I might proceed in a realistic way to such a high ideal. Hmm? There is a publication by Balabatirtha Maharaj um, some years ago, um, of some of his classes on the Prahlad Narsinga Lila. And I saw on the back cover of that, he had written something to the effect that those who say that they have already heard this, they need to read it again. <laughs> he said, oh, I've already read, I already heard that Lila. Like, can we talk about Krishna's pastime with the gopis? I already heard that. Hmm? He said, they're the ones who need to read it again. Hmm? This, is, this is, of course, the real spiritual doorway. This, for example, the selflessness of Prahlad and the realizations of, of Dhruva also, who found him, found who was looking in his own words for a broken piece of glass in a form of material um, uh, acquisition. He wanted a kingdom bigger than his father's, bigger than Brahma's. When he got the darshan of Vishnu, he said, oh, I was looking for a place, piece of glass, broken glass, and I found a valuable jewel. Hmm? So if you, if you, can't, if you can't, can't make that, come to that conclusion, I'm looking for uh, broken pieces of glass, and I've been offered a valuable jewel. You need to hear that story again and again. And of course, we need to hear it through, through, through get out upon it, ideally, or someone who has some who is actually standing on the ground of what the lessons in those leelas are about. Hmm? The lesson in Prahlad leelas is, of course, the selflessness of Prahlad. Absolute selfish, no material selfishness. If you want, um, I mean, there's a progression. 
within there's a sense of spiritual selfishness that, that, that needs to be overcome as well mm-hmm. to enter the brajalila. Mm-hmm. The, the, the sense of self is lost. Therefore, the gopis, when asked, when Rukmini wanted to marry Krishna, she's in Dwarka, or Natura, I should say, she wanted to marry Krishna, but Krishna um, uh, it, it, it was difficult to make such a, an arrangement. But she wouldn't just run off with Krishna because it was against the Vedas to, she had to have a certain... She wrote a letter to Krishna, if you would come in this way, and then it, then it could be sanctioned by the Vedas, they could have a Gandharva marriage, and so forth. Um, so she had some sense of, of self that um, loomed large, that is absent in the Samartha of, of the of the Braj, uh, for example, when the gopis, this nice story, Krishna told Nard he had a headache, and Nard said, how can I solve the problem? remove your headache. He said, get me the dust from the feet of my devotees. So Nard thought, I don't know what devotee is going to fall for that. But anyway, Krishna's testing them. So he went and asked for the dust of the feet from so many devotees. They said, you're crazy. I'm not giving them dust from my feet put on Krishna's head. Hmm? He's trying to trick us. No, no, I won't do that. So Nard came back and said, everybody passed. Nobody would give the dust. And he said, what are you talking about? I've got a headache. I wasn't kidding you. Bring me the dust from the feet of my devotees. And Nard was a little bit incredulous. Well, 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 no devotee will give... Did you go to Vrindavan? Where? To Vrindavan, to that, that cowherd village way out back there, where the uneducated village people? No, I, well, I didn't think to go there. You know, I, there were so many great devotees. Go there, ask those uneducated gopis, milkmaids. So he went there. He said, uh, Krishna has a headache. Um, he wants the dust of your feet. They said, take it. Nard said, don't you know what will happen to you if you, get the, if you get the dust of your feet? Put on Krishna's head? Yes, that would be an offense. We'll go to hell. But if it will please take please Krishna's headache, then we will give. So they had no sense. And of course, the Paraki also, they, they, they ran off with Krishna. An apparent um, deviation from the scriptural um, standards. So there's a lack of even a sense of self within the spiritual realm, within the world of consciousness. Just to get to the, just at the beginning of the world of consciousness, we had to be materially without any sense of, Selfishness. So Prahlad um, embodies that. He had no personal material selfishness. Narakshatrigadeva appeared before him and said, Take a blessing. And uh, Prahlad said, I don't, I don't want anything. Amikichuchaina, Amikichuchaina. I don't want anything. Hmm. Nishinga said, This is what I do. I give blessings. Take a blessing. Hmm. No, no, I don't want anything. Okay. Well, if you, if you insist, give Prem. Give liberation to my father. Nishinga said, that's already done. That's, that's done by, by you uh, being who you are, anybody connected with you. That extends, extends to them. So anyway, he passed the test. All the gods were present. They were fearful of Nishinga, uh, like a lion, and Prahlad saw him like a, like a, like a, like a uh, kitten. Hmm? very affectionate and so forth. <laughs> and they all had material desire, so they were afraid to come close, but they had some selfishness. Mm-hmm. Um, but Prahlad had no material selfishness. So, so someone who's standing on the ground of no material selfishness, we should hear Bhagavatam from such a person mm-hmm. who's understood Dhruva-lila, who's understood Krishna-lila, excuse me, uh, Prahlad-lila, who realized the, the basic points there, 
That person is, 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 the, is the appropriate person to hear Srimad Bhagavatam from and through such narrative get access to all possibility of, of in, in, in the realm of consciousness, leading ultimately extending up to Braj and the mysteries of, of Gaudiya Vaishnavism, which we're talking about. Krishna coming to experience Radha's love, Radha coming as Gadadhar to um, assist him. In the end, of course, in Jagannath Puri, uh, we find Gadadhar fading out of the picture. Like as I said, they were inseparable hmm? uh, throughout their life in Navadweep on the way to Puri. Within Puri, also Chaitanya Bhagavad describes them as, as inseparable. Hmm? Gore and Gadadhar. But at the end, there's a separation. We find Gadadhar gets out of the way and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is in the company of Ramananda and Sarup, who are able assistants of Radha to help Chaitanya Mahaprabhu fully enter into the bhav that Gadadhar is backing out of, so to speak, that Vami bhav in an indakshin bhav, submissive bhav, getting out of the way that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu could be fully successful. So he's the great hero of Chaitanya Leela. Hmm? Chaitanya Mahaprabhu steps into Radha Bhav in the last verse of Shikshastakam, in the very last chapter of Chaitanya Charitamrita, and his mission is successful. And by way of Gadadhar's tutelage, sacrifice, and kind of getting out of the way, taking a negative position, um, stepping out of the fullness of his typical, Radha's typical bhav into Bhava Viparya, a contradictory bhav, that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu might taste the fullness of, um, of Radha's experience of himself as Krishna. So, some thoughts. Any questions? Anyone has a question, you can unmute yourself. I have a question. Can okay. you hear me? Yes. Um, earlier, you were talking about the worship of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Vishnupriya, and that being Bhakti, Bhakti with a particular goal. But I don't think you talked about that goal, and I was just curious. What What's that all about? Well, um, there's different ways to think about that, but in general, it um, would, in Bhagavad Thakur's mind, constitute a more of a worship of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, like and, and Vishnu Priya, like that of Lakshmi and Narayan, seeing him as uh, perhaps the Yuga Avatar, hmm, coming from Narayan. Um, uh, and um, um, not in, in that way different from the intimate love that um, corresponds with Vrindavan. Is there a spiritual realm in which 
that worship takes place? That's maybe your question. Um, Bhaktivinoda hasn't talked about that, but it's very possible that some persons who have approached Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in that way will enter into the Nitya eternal aprakat, unmanifest Navadvip Leela with that mood and be worshippers of Gaur and Vishnu Priya. Hmm? Because in the Prakat Leela, the manifest Leela in this world, they are both going on simultaneously. So there's no reason that they couldn't be both going on simultaneously and um, constitute different perspectives hmm, of different um, uh, devotees. There are, you know, um, that said, there aren't a lot of people who worship Gore and Gadadhar in that way. There's a whole other sector that worships, I mean, excuse me, Gore and Vishnu Priya worships them in another way that, that follows the, the um, um, idea of Gornagabhav, which again, Bhaktivinotakur uh, very much discouraged. So, but I would look at it like that um, rather than, I mean, it is a realm of consciousness. So, you know, there is a separate realm in that sense, but it may be, so to speak, physically within the same realm and a different uh, subjective perspective on Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Does that help? Yes, thank you. Uh, okay. In that same vein, I had another question that <laughs> that um, would that mean that maybe like some some devotees who worship Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, but are also Ram Bhaktas? I guess there's kind of a place for both of those, it seems. Well, I don't know. Again, there was a place in the Prakat Leela for all of that, right? So, why not in the Aprakat Leela? Certainly, Marari Gupta is there, and he's on him. Hmm. So, um, in the Aprakat Leela. So, as it was accommodated within the manifest Leela, so different subjective perspectives. The Chaitanya Mahaprabhu will be accommodated within the Aprakat Leela as well. Anything else? Uh, do you know the identity of uh, Balavacharya in Vrindavan Leela? Um, well, it depends who you talk to. Um, I think that Kavi Karnapur identified him with Sukadev Goswami, who would have, who's depicted by Sanatana Goswami is being a sadhana siddha, pursuing gopi bhav. Um, but, you know, these are just different, uh, there's, no, there's no absolute in that. In the Balava Sampradaya itself, uh, as odd as it may seem to you, they consider Balava to be an incarnation of Krishna's lotus mouth. <laughs> I guess he spoke very sweetly. <laughs> uh, his commentary in Bhagavatam is nice. I've looked at that uh, in the past. So, uh, but from that, I think that's the Gaudiya um, view. I don't know. I, I'd have to look and see. There's a there's a later work by Vishwanachakuti Thakur, uh, a century or more later, that parallels Gorbanadeshtipika uh, of Kavikarnapur, giving a who's who. Um, 
so I, I, I'll take a look there today. If I see something, I'll, I'll write to you. I'm not sure if I remember correctly, but uh, it seemed like I read that he was like one of Radharani's uh, like mother-in-law or the sister-in-law who are a little bit, you know, adverse to Radha and Krishna getting together. And I don't think you'll find that in, in Gurugan Deshtipika. Okay. I'm pretty sure he says um, Sugadev. But um, I'll, I'll look at Vishwanath's book and see if there's other further insight. I mean, but that doesn't mean there aren't other devotees that have other insights to make, you know, such connections. Um, that would be a rather harsh one. <laughs> to make I don't why they didn't. He did, he, Prabhupada described him as a black swan amidst the white swans. And a swan, a duck amongst, the, an ugly duckling amongst swans or something like that. Um, yeah, those are very strong terms. I think that you have to look at Chaitanya Charitamrita for what it is. And in one sense, it's a very sectarian book. I don't mean that in a pejorative sense, but it's really kind of defining what is the sect of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, what falls within it and what falls outside of it in terms of thinking who Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is, how to worship him, and so forth. And so in some places in the text, he speaks strongly um, in terms of differentiating, and this is one of them, differentiates Balava um, from, from the Gaudias. He uses some strong terms there um, for an otherwise very soft, uh, soft author, Krishna Skabharaj Goswami. But, you know, if you look further underneath, you find, for example, in this instance, in relation to Balava, there's, there's quite a bit of camaraderie between the Balava Sampradaya and the Chaitanya Sampradaya. A modern example is that Prabhupada was given passage on the boat of um, a lady who was the owner, uh, who, who, lady who owned, who was a member of the Balaba Sampradaya. So via the Jaladuta, that was the name of the boat, um, via the Balaba Sampradaya, in that sense, uh, Gaudiya Sampradaya came to the West. So you know, we're different, but we appreciate them. Anything else? Guru Maharaj? Guru Maharaj, while we're late, exactly. go right ahead. Okay. Srila um, uh, Prabhupada introduced worship of Guru Nityananda in his mission. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm wondering do, do most other Gaudiya Vaishnavas? Worship Gurgadhar was that the main? Uh, I wouldn't say that. Um, no, uh, most Gaudiya Vaishnavas worship Radha and Krishna, and I would say that the worship of Gurnatai is quite prominent in Gaudiya Vaishnavism um, as well in Bengal. Mm-hmm. That's where the original deities of Gurnatinanda, you know, appeared mm-hmm. and worshipped. Um, but uh, there's, a, there's certainly a, a, a significant sector of devotees who um, are coming in the line of Gadadhar Pandit, and there you might find more worship of Gore and uh, Gadadhar. Um, so, from their you know perspective, Gadadhar will, will certainly take the most uh, prominent, uh, play the most prominent role in any number of from any number of angles of vision, but you know, that's, that's fine. That's acceptable. That's the way they'll, they'll look at it. Um, 
but I would say, you know, I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't say that, no, that's not the most, I would say the worship of Gaudiya is more prominent. One thing about that is that Nityananda was quite more widespread in his circulation of Gaudiya Vaishnavas. He touched many more people, talking to the common people and uh, socially um, displaced people and so forth, ostracized people, outcasts. So that side is is very broad. Even if you get the largest numbers there, Gaudiya's group would be. A, smaller group, you know, comparatively. Does that help? Yeah, yeah. So it's mostly worship of Gore within the broader Gaudiya Vaishnava world. It's mostly Gore and Radha Krishna. And then also a lot of Gore Nityananda and Radha Krishna. Well, I wouldn't say there's a lot of Gore and Radha and Krishna. I think that was a... Not entirely uncommon, but it was more characteristic of what Bhakti Siddhanta Sarsitrapa wanted to do and, and say um, as a world teacher. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was Radha and Krishna combined. I would say you see that in all the Gaudiya Mahas, all of his branches and, and so forth, but you won't find it all over Bengal. You're going to find more commonly, I would say the most common deity is Gaur and Nityananda. Oh, okay. Thank you. Yeah. Kanaram? You had a question? Yes, Guru Maharaj. My question, going back to Vallabha, we sometimes hear about him as a, a Ram Bhakta on one side and as an Acharya. He's like the the head of the Vatsalya group. No, so you're, you're confusing. I sort two, of think of like... You're confusing two, two Vallabha. Yeah, one Vallabha is the brother of Rupa and Sanatan. He was a Ram Bhakta. Vallabhacharya is another person altogether and uh, he had his own thank you group and they did emphasize Vatsalya and also a form of Gopi Bhav yeah all right well nice to be with you all I think uh, I've taken up enough of your time hope this has been helpful and uh, expect to be available to speak to you again on Sunday morning as we do typically to answer questions and everybody, I'm going to make an announcement um, just to remind everyone that tomorrow we're beginning another series with Padmanava Swami on the Gopi Gita. Um, it's going to just for tomorrow and Friday, it'll be at five o'clock, and then starting again on Monday, we won't be having classes on the weekend. It'll start at six o'clock. And in, in an effort to make the classes more um, available to everyone so more people can participate, um, Bhamanava Swami has um, said he's going to make the classes a little shorter, so like an hour and 15 minutes or something, so they're not going to be as long. So hopefully more people will be able to get on board with um, joining us. So hope to see everybody on the, that those classes. I'll make sure I'll post the link on Sri Chaitanya Sangha um, in case anyone has misplaced it. All right, we'll see everybody on Sunday. And also May 2nd and 3rd, we're having another Chopper Retreat weekend. And um, as many of you as can participate will be wonderful because the retreats are about 
the group and all of us sharing together. So we really look forward to having you all show up. Okay, Hare Krishna.